This was a vibe. G-V-O. This one was really, really fun. I'm your pal, George Boutsalis. And I'm your other pal, Ricky Liordi. This week, we had this episode. We had Louis on. We're just going to go by Louis because it's Louis. And he's an artist and artists have one name. So it's <laughs> Louis. Guys, uh, this was really fantastic. Louis is, uh, you know entrepreneur an artist a creative he's you know a thinker a lot of things and this conversation was was fantastic um he louis is an artist and and got into painting you know uh the last couple months through covid and if you watch the youtube video you will see his paintings they are fantastic we got into the weeds a little bit we we dabbled we got here and there we talked about the art and, and candace made an appearance as well so thank you guys rick take it away yeah, honestly, you definitely want to check out the YouTube on this, but I want to give a big shout out to our sponsors at Stephen Liambus Real Estate. Stephen's a top producing realtor in the GTA, known for his extensive market knowledge and unmatched devotion to his clients. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or lease, he's there to help you guide you through every step of the way. Make sure to check him out at Homes by Stephen or online at homesbystephen.ca. And Georgie, let's friggin' go. Boys are back again. I thought with the best dressed guest ever on the podcast. <laughs> Honestly, hands down, it was a tight Thank you. suit. Louis, <laughs> welcome to the Palace Podcast. You look amazing. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. I, um, you know, I felt like I had to really show up. You really oh, yeah. like really jazzed like up, the, up. You jazzed you, up the whole atmosphere. Like I thought, yeah. coming in the suit wasn't enough. Like <laughs> no. Like, uh, flare, honestly, you know, yeah. decorations. Again, future guests, take notes, man. <laughs> the bar has been set. The bar has no, literally honestly. been set now. We've had guests bring in. We had one of our guests, Dimitri, brought in get like customized Guinness glasses, and we did the Guinness challenge. Oh. We had um, ja- uh, uh, who brought in the books for us, the travel uh, books. Jamshid. Jamshid brought in books. Yeah, it's always a good show. Yeah, yeah there. we've got a bunch of stuff that people have brought in, little souvenirs and, and gifts. Dude, this and stuff, actually feels like a pot, like a proper podcast. It feels sick now. Well, we are legit now. <laughs> Very like, I'm, I'm glad I can leave this place like this. Yeah. Really glad. keep these. Yeah. No, <laughs> that, this is that's uh, it. Well, Appreciate honestly, thanks for thanks for coming, Perry. Thanks for sprucing up the studio. Oh, my pleasure, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, that's what I do, I guess. Yeah, well, apparently yeah. now. <laughs> there we go. Let's well, get me, right into we it. We were saying off, off the air, but me and you met because of Revive IV. That's right. On King Street. Yeah. If uh, people don't know, it's a I guess you call it liquid IV uh, IV hydration clinic. It's a medical aesthetic. Te- this is like the technical term, but it's mm-hmm. an IV infusion health and wellness clinic. Okay. Yeah. And we are going to get to that, but I, I want to get right into the art because this is just blowing my mind right now. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so it's very distracting. Honestly, like I, I, I was <laughs> trying to read it when it came in, but like now I'm looking at it and I was going through your Instagram today quite a bit. And actually I thought this one was sick. There was this Thank one you. and you did like a gorilla or a monkey as well. Uh, similar, a black a dog. There was a do- the bulldog dog. And then, Oh there, no, there the, was a monkey. But yeah. There's a crying. Buddha. There was a Buddha that got sold. Um, I have another big Buddha that's got his, like, his arm stretched out that I have to actually finish And today. I love how he's still got the paint on his hands. Yeah. Yeah. Like, constantly covered in paint. <laughs> so you know he's legit. Well, look, tell us how you got into this. Have you always been an artistic person or did this, is this a COVID project? Uh, I guess a bit of both. Um, when it comes to like the painting specifically, um, I had been putting it off for like 15 years. My dad's, a, my dad's an artist. He was an entrepreneur. Um, 
he was a restaurateur. Um, uh, he was a restaurant owner. He's French. He's just a very ridiculous human being. <laughs> like, like through and through, like round glasses, wears a beret, drinks wine, cigars. Just well, I feel like Apple's is so far from you the tree. Have him on like, <laughs> like he's absolutely eccentric, clear. extremely. Okay. Like he's um, is gregarious the right word? Yeah. I don't yeah. even know what gregarious means. For, full, of, full of life. For the record, too, we were going to be doing a lot of these motions because this is the second time we got a guest in the studio off camera. Here, so. My partner Candace is here. Yeah, yeah, Big shout gonna, out. Yeah. Big sh- Maybe shout we'll get out. her on the podcast later. You never know. Christian. Remember, maybe there's a fact checking. You yeah, know? you never know what's going to happen. Exactly. Keeps, you need a Jamie. Keeps the guest in order. Yeah, yeah you need a Jamie <laughs> off screen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, you, you grew up in an artistic household, I guess, or an yeah. eccentric one? Yeah, absolutely. Like my. I, even since since I was a little kid, we'd go camping, and my dad would always bring his watercolor paint set. And so, like, we'd go camping on the beach. I'm from Victoria, so we'd go up island, and he'd always be painting or doing something artistic in the sand he would make. I remember this one year he made this literally 3D sea dragon out of the wet sand. Would like came out, and there was like space underneath from where it was coming out. Like the guy is very artistic. Um, but me, my brother, and my sister, like none of us sort of pursued the artistic aspect in any shape or form. Um, and until now, until COVID really, um, I constantly put it up, but I've always, I've always taken really uh, like a lot of enjoyment in, um, dressing creatively. And, uh, I think I had the opportunity to, to start getting into my creative side with revive, like with the events and marketing strategies, but it was very business focused. Um, and then it's so, COVID happened and we moved into our, our, our now home together. And I was like, screw it. I've, I have more than enough time. I have no more excuses. So I went to the dollar store and picked up like dollar fifty tubes of paint and a $4 canvas. And I was literally just screwing around and painted something, posted it to Instagram, bought that night. I was like, well, okay. what was it? Really? Yeah. Like it was, I, it was sort of like this abstract drip painting and what's interesting is so my brand name your turn don't fall is the very first thing i wrote on my very first painting and thinking back it was sort of just a a phrase that i just it just sort of popped in my head i'm like oh that'll look good but now reflecting on where i was and what's happened since then that definitely came from a weird sort of recessed spot in my subconscious about like this is what you're gonna do like yeah don't fuck it up pretty much um and uh then i painted another one i think it was like the next day posted into instagram bought by the next morning then again a couple days later bought by the next morning um you're on a roll at this point you're like yeah i got something it's i i don't like i'm like no no bullshit it's i got onto a roll and it it's just kept going. Like I'm, I keep waiting for it to just come to a screeching halt, but it just keeps, yeah, it just keeps growing and growing. I, I'm doing a, a, a commission piece for the Berkshire Hathaway real estate uh, head office here in Toronto. Um, yeah, it's been so, wild. I'm, I'm, not as, I'm assuming Warren Buffett didn't call you an ass. Eh? No, <laughs> I'm still waiting for that. Yeah, call. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. Jesus. Yeah. That's crazy. Good yeah. for you. So it just, it again it just uh it just snowballed and it's been a confusing kind of wild i had i it's the first uh, make i should i should mention it's the first time that i've picked up a paintbrush in my life like granted save grade eight art class yeah 
but that's it. I think this I've, is first time for like enjoyment. Y- yes, I think I've no. That's a lie. Yeah, it was, it was therapy. <laughs> really, thank you, babe. Uh, I think there was. I went to a. I went to one paint night, to maybe two paint nights in my adult life, and they're terrible paintings. I like, got awful. I don't even want to tell you stories about paintings. Yeah, uh, I've, I've gone to two of them, both with my um, with my partner at the time, and we went. One it was our actually our very first legit date, and I just remember like. I'm not a great painter, but I'm not bad. Yeah. She was not that talented. So I remember <laughs> she's, I drawing, just, okay, finish, she's drawing her second. trees because there was something about like trees and my tree's looking pretty sick. <laughs> and she, go, go, George. So I'm drawing my trees and then I see hers. And I'm like, that's not like, that's not a pine tree. What is that? <laughs> so I ended up doing hers and I'm like trying to low key flirt with her as I'm drawing my, my pine. Well, I guess the date went well because we ended up dating for like three years, four years. So I would say so. I would say the date was all right. So the bad tree didn't turn you off. No, the bad tree did not turn me off. So it's not, no. that's not a turn off for you. Oh, bad. here we go. Another pals podcast oh, exclusive. This. Is this from a paint? <laughs> is this from a paint night? Okay. <laughs> all right. So we're going to, this is going to, we're going to do this. Okay. So if you watch this video on YouTube, you're going to comment whose paintings are better. This, this is the, right? post no, on one's ever, no one's ever seen this before. <laughs> this is my painting. <laughs> that's come on. It's there's some the lines are straight. Yeah, the lines are skyline. There's some look. There's some straight lines on it. Dense color. I don't even know. Look, this is this is like a round. Looks like lipstick or a maybe a dick. I don't know. It could be one of those. Sorry, who was the date with again? I don't know, man. I can't talk about. I've gone on just night dates and they have not worked out. So I think we know why. I think we know. It's not half bad. It's not half bad. Anyways, enough about my painting. Okay, so you started, I guess. There's I have so many questions. Well, I have like go, go, ne- Georgie, go. So I didn't even know where I was. Let's start before we get to these. Then. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so like never picked up. Okay, so you never picked up a brush. So you said, no. you know what, I'm gonna start doing this. Yeah. And you said that you, you know the, the line you put up and the thing you painted first kind of just came from somewhere deep within, whether it manifested itself. But that's right. What was your inspiration at the beginning? Like, what were you trying to convey? Like, is there something a thought? Is there something you visualized with the butter? You just started throwing stuff on a on a N- canvas. No, most of these. So. 98% of the pieces that I do, save that one over there, I I don't really know what I'm doing when I'm stepping up to the canvas. I don't know. I I sometimes have a preconceived notion a preconceived notion of some of the images that I want to use, but I don't know what direction the painting is going and a lot of times there's two or three or four paintings on a canvas layered on top of each other because I'll paint something say screw it nope paint over it um and so there's a lot of depth usually to my paintings because it started off really as therapy i kept that's another thing i've been putting off for about 15 years (laughs) is therapy (laughs) and this this is cheaper than therapy in fact it pays me now way cheaper than therapy way better than therapy way cheaper than therapy Um, and if you look at if you look at some of my different pieces you can see some of the moods associated case in point the one behind me was that one seems a little angry not even angry. Just there's a there was a lot <sighs> eclectic. I don't know what the word do, is. Do you like, know what like, they, uh, do you know what this? You know what it was? Me of just because I watched um, Wedding Crashers. This reminds me of that girl from Wedding Crashers. It's like, don't leave me. I'll, I'll find, find you. <laughs> that is that girl, right? That is that little. Right. That is accurate. Smiling <laughs> double. You know what's so? This canvas wasn't supposed to be this. This canvas was supposed to be one of my like Keith Haring line works. And Shut also to anybody watching, very much like acutely aware that my styles have been like directly influenced by, you know, Basquiat or Keith Haring. They're artists that I admire and look up to and I love their work. And that's why I try to 
take some of their styles and use it as my own because I, I love everything that they do pretty much. Um, but so this canvas, I wanted to do a series of, I had these pastel colors, colors three pastels, and I was going to do a series of these, like that yellow and black one that I did. But this one sat staring at me for like a month, this canvas. And it was a baby blue canvas that I'd spray painted. And then you and I were just hanging out one night and you're like, dude, I think you were like, you know, do you want to watch something on Netflix? I'm like, no, no, I need to deal with this canvas. <laughs> and I threw it up and I just blasted into this thing for an hour and a half. And this is what came out of it. <laughs> you said something. Do you remember? Have you, do you ever watch Entourage? It's like, I blasted her face like a Jackson Pollock. <laughs> like, I don't know how does that even come into your head from that. <laughs> like, Babe, I can't watch Netflix. I gotta go. I gotta blast this thing. You know? And that's Regular what I'm. That's what. I guess we know where my head is right now. <laughs> Look up Paint Jackson Pollock. Going. Yeah. <laughs> so that took. That was an hour and a half of work to, to put. It Some, yeah. Sometimes a painting will just like nonstop. It's this. As soon as I got into painting, it's the first time that I've genuinely understood flow state. Like really, I I have ADD bad. Like oh, yeah. I'm on I'm on 50 milligrams of Vyvanse. Like I am partying every morning <laughs> when I pop that pill. Uh, and two things of like two things in life that could really calm me down and narrow my focus. One is usually reading something very plain and boring about history and military history and politics. It's just like I'm a nerd when it comes to that. And painting. Like I will go. I will. Well, some some of the best books are military. Like historic oh, I military a, books, I have a right? laundry list of books I could suggest. You get into it. I got a whole bookshelf upstairs of stuff that I'm trying to dig into. Yeah, um, yeah, I've read some fantastic ones recently. Okay. Um, and painting is the other where I, I put in headphones and <laughs> I because right now I don't have a studio yet, and so we ha we have a fairly yet. large yet yeah yeah beginning of next year is well when COVID ends is when I'd like to like to get one, but. We have a, a, a fairly large house um, that we, well, we rent, but on the downstairs, it's very long and open, and so I've, I've taken over sort of the middle dining room area as my, as my studio. And so I'll toss a canvas up, and I'll put my headphones in, and then Candace, <laughs> Candace my partner, will be like, you know you sound so weird when you paint, right? Like you're <laughs> breathing weird, and you're tapping your foot, because I, I put in music, and sometimes I'll like mouth the words, but I'm kind of singing, but kind of not. So she hears just like, <sighs> like, <laughs> like coming from the room, like tapping my foot. And I'm usually sweating. Like I'm, I'll do sometimes like two and a half, three hours straight. straight. No break. No. And I'm like, and I'm just like crazy. Well, somebody walked by like, who's this nut kid? This guy's a serial yeah. killer What music you got on? Everything. Like I go from Christ house to um, jazz to classical to um, whatever the movie Rage is. Against the Machine to Foo You're Fighters. The third to person that's mentioned Rage Against the Machine in the last maybe month on this podcast. Really? The, I third, can't remember who else did, but th like two or three people have mentioned it before. It's, it's very crazy. applicable right now. Their energy is very applicable. Yeah. Like it's it's cathartic to listen to them right now. Yeah. Um, and so I listen to. I'll get into a weird habit, especially now, especially with painting, where I will and you are now sick of my music because I'll get latched onto like five songs and just oh. like chew through them it, on, on repeat. repeat. That's this that, guy. That's okay. me. Okay, yeah, yeah. But it, Hot Stuff, Donna Summer, Kygo, oh, yeah. Something Special, Outstanding. Uh, Pop Smoke, The Woo, Pop Smoke, um, Purple Disco Machine. What it? No, what's the yeah, Purple, Disco, Purple Disco, Disco Machine? Machine. The song Purple is, Disco Machine. Um, 
Uh, praise you like a shirt. Pra- praise you like a shit. Those are my four. I might have one more. Yeah. It's just on repeat. Rick does. Rick once ran a 10k for an hour. No, a half marathon. A half marathon. 21k. It's the same song on repeat. That's like, that's about two hours of running. On that's one that's song. actually about one yeah. f- an hour 51 minutes. No big deal. What song? I follow Rivers Leaky Lee, the magician remix. I love how Candace. <laughs> I have no idea what that song it's is. Song. It's, it's very it's old. Good. Oh, it's it's oh, I got it in my head right now. It's going. <laughs> Go, when you get your next painting. Yeah. Okay. Listen, that one. Think of me. Done. Would I? Like, yeah, it's okay. very like it's like it's chill, it's, feel, it's, it's vibes. It's, cool. it's yeah. good vibes. So yeah, I I think it's probably any sort of like long distance running. I think it's like the mentality of the the sort of mindset you get in is probably something similar. Like you just blinders are on. Oh yeah, and and it's the I have really bad ADD, and it's the only time where like she'll try to talk to me and I just don't respond. Yeah, yeah. or I'm just like yeah, yeah 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 I'll deal with it later. Like I need to focus on, but. It's because I think it started off as therapy, um, not like in the literal, no, pretty much in the literal sense. I needed to get something out of me. Yeah. Um, and each of, I think that's, my body needs to paint now. It's crazy. Like I, when I know that I'm about to paint, I just get like a kick of dopamine in my head like I start I'm like yeah yeah I get to fucking paint right Let's now go. amazing yeah. like I get happy and I get energized it's so like it's it's bizarre, I feel man. it I know I honestly I, I think I can relate and I kind of feel the energy personally I said it for a long time that I had like undiagnosed ADD as a kid like oh, yeah. I I mean anybody I work with like my colleagues my fam everybody I'm just always 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 hyper like nothing I, if I like if something I'm like fired up about I can just go like I'll talk a mile a minute I won't stop it just gets me going um so I can kind of see what like I can relate to what you're saying on the same way but to back to your point about running too like that's what I started I mean I've done it for started picking up running a couple of years ago I was never a big runner but during COVID I've been running a lot because like yeah. that's me like if I have energy I need to get out <laughs> get and just go yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like yeah. it's just something I just zone out put a podcast on I put some music on and just go and that's what kind of like calms me down and like it's like 100% get you in like that zen flow state well, have you guys there was a uh, an old TED talk yeah it's like it, it's gotta be six or seven years old um, I don't remember the name of the presenter but he talks about it's. I think it's about ADD and like misdiagnosing um, how dangerous it is to misdiagnose kids with, uh, like, to to di- misdiagnose them with ADD? Um, and he uses one of these ex- uh, the example. And again, I don't remember the name. I'm really bad with names. Um, this mom has a daughter, and she's concerned that there's something wrong with her daughter because she can't sit still, and she has a hard time focusing. And so she takes her daughter in to see this um, psychologist, and and through the discussion, he's like, well hold on a second. And he asks, he's like, would you follow me out of the room? And he asks the daughter to stay in his office and he turns on the radio and they leave uh, his office and they turn around and they uh, look through the window and he's like, just watch. And immediately the little girl got up and started dancing. And he's like, no, there's nothing wrong with your, with your daughter. She's a dancer. And that little girl went on to become, um, and I'm going to uh, misquote this, but I think the the president or the head of the Royal Academy of Ballet in England and became and like produced and developed she stunning ballets yeah. where if she had been misdiagnosed and, you know, you know, mistreated, then that creative spark yeah. would have, could have been potentially killed sure, at a younger yeah. age. And I think that's kind of what I've stumbled on here. Yeah. Um, when we first, before we started painting and we moved in together, 
and I know this drove you insane, I'm looking at my girlfriend right now, <laughs> is like we have a bunch of rooms in the house and I would constantly be sitting there being like, I think that vase would look better over here. Or I think this plant, oh, what do you think about this plant over oh, here? It would drive me do. nuts. Con- and I'm, I do that I'm like, just daily. pick a spot and leave it there. Just st- on that point, you understand? I just, so this, I don't think I actually have ADD, but I just feel like very hyperactive. I just re- reorganized my bookshelf like two hours ago <laughs> because the front of yeah. it, you can't, you can maybe see from there, the, my desk there, it's like a, a mid century modern vibe. It's got yeah. inserts in the front and it has like, uh, my two favorite top subjects I was in the front. It's like uh, mountain climbing books and then some business stuff. But then I had some like nonfiction I was, or fiction. I was like, I'm like, these don't seem right. And I'd be looking at them every day. I wake up and walk past it. I'm like, you know what? Fuck, I got to clean it today. Yeah. I literally started moving back shelf, front shelf. It took, took me an hour to do it. Like I've reorganized these plants. Yeah. I don't know how many times. Like honestly, oh, yeah. I just, yeah. So uh, sorry, back to your bunny control. No, the, but the I, can, exact, I know exactly what you mean. Same. But I, since I started painting, I have completely stopped doing it. I'd say save like a couple times where just by nature of like maybe buying something else and we've just rearranged something else, but I've completely stopped doing it. And I think it's because what I was doing there was desperately trying to find a creative outlet. Like I needed something creative to do. And, and I think back to all the times of me being just like restless and mm-hmm. bored and I just needed this and it's really weird and it's, it might be over like simplifying it, but since I've had this, it's, you know, it's changed my life. Well, art's giving you a platform awesome, to express yeah. your creativity, right? That's what they, yeah. they say. So many of these creative minds that if they get told, okay, you're not like, you're not a good painter when you're a kid. Okay. Well, who says you're not a good painter? Art's the, so the beauty is, yeah, it's beauty in the eye of the beholder. Oh, like, you anything at, creative is Yeah. Is so many of these amazing right? artists back in the, like, well, I guess the 19th century, 18th century, none of them were famous until they died. None of them, a lot of them are Van Gogh. So. Van Gogh died penniless. Yeah, and it turns out he's one of the biggest theory, artists I in the world. I got a theory about Van Gogh, so I don't cut you off. Yeah, no, I was just saying. There's, there's so many times where kids are told or young people are told that they're not good or their art isn't this or their art isn't that. Turns out that they could have been the next Van Gogh or Picasso or somebody. Yeah, they just got pushed away when they were kids because their, you know, elementary school teacher who has zero experience in art told them that their their line isn't straight yeah, enough. Or they or no, not just that. Like to the point of the the ADD thing that I brought up. So I, I mean, this is an assumption, but. You know, I'm guessing there's a lot of kids that just have so much energy when they're young that, yeah. that you know, whether their parents don't want to put up with it or they can't or they get frustrated with their teachers and it's, you know, just, oh, your kid has ADD because he can't sit still or he's fidgeting, taps a lot. And yeah. it's like, to your point, it's like, I think everybody has that, 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 that some kind of talent or something they want to do and it just takes time for different people to find it at different ages. Some people know at a young age, I have this energy, I can run fast, I'm going to play soccer, become a soccer player. Other people, like with your dance example, like yeah. it just comes out at different points in life and you know, I mean like, you know, you're, you're a grown man now and you figure this out now, right? Like it's, I mean, I never thought I was creative in my family. I started taking photos, traveling as a hobby, and I realized that that brings me a lot of joy. You're and really it comes damn good out. at it. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. But I didn't know that. I always thought I was like the least creative in my family, and they just picked up a camera one day. And and I think it takes time to find that. It, and you know, it's a shame because it seems like people just start to lose a little bit of patience. It's like, oh, yeah, ADD or ADHD or yeah, you know, they don't know, and they it just takes time to find that. And you well, you take a look at the, in which like the 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 context in which kids are studied and analyzed. In a classroom setting, and so there's a there's a book that I'm uh, reading right now that either of you should read. It's uh, the People's History of the United States. Wild, like absolutely groundbreaking, especially with the social movements going on right now. It's just a uh, a clean, honest look at what the hell happened, pretty much, <laughs> with the founding and development and expansion of the United States. 
and it, and it starts from Christopher Columbus through to um, colonial times um, and I mean right through to, to present day but it talks about you know the the education system as we know it was developed during sort of the the birth of the industrial revolution and in the United States what's fascinating is so the classroom was essentially developed to teach kids how to be good workers in a factory and the power structure within a classroom is is actually built like a a for an old time factory you have like the foreman who's the authority figure who wasn't uh, wasn't scared to sort of implement um um uh, rules and regulations and kids sat quiet and stoic and that's it then you have say the ivy league universities who were so high schools were developed to create factory workers universities and you look at stanford you look at yale they were all founded by incredibly wealthy industrialists in the united states and the universities were created to create the management and um, sort of C-suite executive class, which are the buffer between the, so called the landowners, and we're getting into sort of like, you know, communism and things like that here, but essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. the landowners and, you know, um, and the workers. And at no point in any of that education system are you taught, not necessarily how to rebel, but like the values of the political system, like how to like monitor power, how to rise up should tyranny, you know, exist. And so if you take a, a kid who's got all of this creativity and all of this energy and you're plugging them into a system that is just essentially meant at its birth, I know education has come a long way since then, but at its core, it's very much still the same. It's, it's a system of memorization and repetition. Yeah. That's it. There's no, there's no real, unless you're going to a fantastic school, there's not much, there's no real liberal arts aspect to it to explore your creativity. And so like no shit, you're going to have these kids being misdiagnosed with ADD or these problems. No kid just wants to sit and just memorize <laughs> and then regurgitate, yeah. like nope. go get your hands dirty. I mean, there's, I feel like in Europe, they're starting to get it, especially in Germany. There's like, forest schools where at I think it's kindergarten or something like that they'll actually hold class out in the forest and part of the class is you're going out and you're getting your hands dirty and you're learning about nature and you're becoming far more in tune with your environment and understanding your place in it than just sitting and memorizing multiplication tables that's really interesting because um, as you're saying that you can I can you can visualize it and and to that point, right, if you're a creative person with a lot of energy, like, I mean, both of us are pretty high energy and I can think it's the same with you, but I was never a good student. Like, I, I got through school, went to university, but I never enjoyed it. I never got satisfaction yeah, out of it. Like, neither. I, you know, I was, I knew I was going to, I wanted to go into business. I mean, I work in my family business, but I always thought, okay, do good at math, go into accounting and finance or economics and then mm -hmm. go on. Mm -hmm. And I got into it and I was like, I hate this. I can't memorize these numbers. I can't keep up. I get like, I'm like reading numbers and I'm bored. Yeah. I want to learn about history. I want to learn about geography. I want to learn about things that how the world works, social sciences. And to your point, like you, you see that you're just, it's about memorizing and like, you know, I was thinking about this the other day in that, you know, it's like always, they, they use that example in math and sciences, show your work. The real world, I'll just show my work. I got a calculator, especially now more than ever. I understand the premise of it. It's Absolutely. not, so you're not cheating your work backwards, but it's not conducive to being creative. And, and now more than ever with the advancement of social media and, and like, you know, short form video, YouTube, whatever it is, like there's, I don't, I mean, I could be misspeaking or making misassumptions, but there's no, it doesn't seem as a form that lets people say, okay, like this is what, this is what they should do and put those, put that energy towards that. Yeah. You're learning about, accounting and economics and, and yeah. long division, which I don't think I've ever used long division in my life. Ever. No. Ever. Never. Ever. Literally. I think I tried to do it. I don't even know how to draw that thing anymore. I had uh, to, I tried to learn it recently. So I, I took a, um, after I left managing revive, 
and my application is still pending. So I'm going into the reserves with the Canadian Airborne Infantry. And so, and this was right before COVID Wait, is this now? Yeah, this was back in, back in September. I took the entry exam, passed, and, and like the physical exam. And then COVID, um, COVID hit, and I was supposed to be going into basic training sometime at the end of this summer, like around now. But it's all being put on hold because of you know, testing and they're unable to, anyways, part of the, the entrance exam is it's essentially like word association. And then there's a, there's a, there's a math aspect to it and, but you're not allowed to calculate in it in it. And so I had to go back and start like trying to learn long division again and like multiplication. I was like, I'm a moron. <laughs> like this, this is like, I ran a business. Like this yeah. is shocking. Yeah. How well, bad Excel I am. Excel can do everything now. It's like, even yes. I remember in grade eight or nine, I can't remember what year it was. I scored 99 on my math exam. I was the highest mark in the grade. I went to St. Mike's school. In what? Toronto. Yeah. There's no way that's true. Uh-huh. Someone you can fact ask, check that. Ask anybody from St. Mike's. I beat Peter Gerbach and he was like, he was the smartest dude yeah, ever. Damn Peter hey, you hear Gerbach. that Peter? Peter Gerbach, on the he, he went to, uh, he ended up going to Harvard actually when we, from wow. high school. <laughs> You're saying, by, well by, done, what's, wait, that, wait. what's that, wait, what's that thing where it's like, if A is B and B is C, like, what's Basically, that? I went to Harvard. <laughs> yeah, so you could have gone to Harvard basically. So, no, this was grade <laughs> eight or nine. Everyone couldn't believe it. I was like, sick. Like, oh, Peter got 99. F that kid, I got 99. And I made a dumb mistake, but regardless, I was really good at math as a kid. <laughs> yeah. And then they started bringing in cosine, sine, and whatever. Nah. Tan. Once they brought yeah. in the graphs, what is tan? Once Still they, don't know. Yeah. yeah. Once they brought in the graphs, I looked at my teacher. I'm like, what am I ever gonna use? Like multiplication, I understand. If I don't have a cal- calculator and I need to know what tax costs, okay, I understand that. But why am I ever gonna learn how to calculate a graph? Absolutely. Like, in what world? Well, like, and there, I still don't know what world I'm gonna have to calculate a graph. So. I just lost complete interest. I went from 99 to like 67 or something. Like, nah, that seems more right. Terrible. I was, I, I, as soon as I lose interest in something, I just can't figure it out. As soon as I think, when am I ever going to use this? Like I was in the MIT program at Western, Media Information Technoculture, and our dude was Karl Marx. And I've said this on the podcast numerous times. I still don't know who the dude is because... I, it didn't relate to me. I'm you should, like, you should read about it. Well, now I should. But now more I than ever. Start, I've actually started learning more about what it is now. I've read I, a lot of like stuff back now in people, the people, 30s lately. Yeah, and, yeah, people reference Marxism a lot, so I should probably get into Communist it. Manifesto, man. Yeah, that, that was our Bible. And I yeah. still, I don't think I've, I don't even think I, I actually, owned it. I actually no. just read, I don't know a lot about it. Is it, it a big book, a little book? I got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> is it even a book? I, yeah, just like that category. Is it a big book, little book? There's like, no, that's it. Is it a hard Zero copy paper? I actually <laughs> have a bunch of big books I want to read. Like, oh, I have like Carnegie's book. Are there pictures? And, Titan and like all these ones that I want to read. Nice, yep. But like, I look at them and I was like, okay, let me read the slider one first and then I'll eventually get there. Uh, and how big is the font? Is the font this big, this big? I don't know. Like, look, on that point of like Marxism, I mean, like learning more about like whatever fascism back in the day, communism, all these things. I actually just read Bertrand, a few Bertrand Russell books recently. What did you write again? I'm he again, was a, horrible a, with an names. English essayist and he, his book, it's a bunch of like essays he wrote and one of his books is, is based on his essay in praise of idleness and it talks about I don't know all of it, understand all of it, but it explains the difference between socialism, fascism, communism, like democracy, and why things are different in the way they are. And it yeah. talks about, and one of his essays is like, why, it explains kind of like how, and I could be saying this incorrectly, but like the praise of idleness essay, which is the main premise, talks about, you know, if the world wasn't, I guess, everyone was such a, like the capitalist economy kind of grew and flourished and if everyone kind of worked for their function, like if people worked four hours a day, let's say, and earned mm-hmm. equal wages and everyone lived like happily and didn't have to try to chase more that everybody could like survive and eat and have jobs in it. It's a pretty interesting premise. It also talks about teaching. It also says that, um, which is interesting because someone t- said this to me yesterday. 
Um, a lot of people want to go into teaching because they want to educate and they like being around kids. But then when you're doing it for a living, it becomes a lot more of a, like a task and a job, obviously. It's almost like with anything, really. It's yeah, a chore. Yeah, you a lose big... interest, then you yeah. lose patience, then you don't have the patience to sit and teach them and put the time in. Mm. So one of his theories is that if teachers only had to teach two to four hours a day, kids would have more time with them. They'd be like, teachers would be happier. They'd want to do it. And it's, it's an interesting some cool problem. theories. Yeah. And this were in the, in the 30s, which is very interesting. Well, now, if you look at some of the Scandinavian countries, they no longer allow um, homework to be assigned. From uh, grades, I think it's one through uh, five or six, I believe, because they believe like so much of a child's development are those social skills Being outside, outside of the yeah. classroom, like interpersonal <laughs> skills, conflict resolution, <laughs> like curiosity, like going out and engaging with your world around yeah. you. But it's it's funny, sort of the you know the the communist utopia of a cashless society where the the state owned means of production provides all that you need so that you can essentially pursue to be you're the best version of yourself you know with the uh wasn't that the, the idea behind like burning man there's no cash this is like cash <laughs> yeah. yeah i yeah. mean yeah. yes kind of, that's yeah, yeah. Well, yeah yes kind of actually kind of yes. yeah. like, 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 like a utopia yeah gifting yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. um but if you look at like a universal basic income like we're you know through innovation and automation and all this crap you know, uh, not to get too far into discussing political systems, but it's, you know, it's interesting to think that um, sort of the free, <laughs> dropping Skittles over there, the free market capitalist system by its like need to innovate and be more efficient and automate may end up transitioning into a communist system by no longer needing the worker, but then you still need the consumer. Yeah. So that, you then have to tax and give, give people money just to exist, just to be happy. Yeah. It's actually, we I, won't see it, but yeah, like it's, I, I, I could be misremembering this again. Someone's going to call me up and be like, you're an idiot. That's not what it's about. But he talks about yeah, kind of a similar premise to like universal basic in, income. And this is like back in the, again, the thirties. It was a really cool book. I mean, he, it's, it, it's clearly like written by an essayist. So all the words I don't understand, but yeah. it was, uh, it's pretty cool. It's Communi communism gets a bad name. It has, it has been ingrained in us since like, not us because I haven't been around since the 1870s, but like starting in the 1870s with the Industrial Revolution, literally since workers started rising up to fight for the eight-hour workday, the five-day work week, these all came from worker revolts. Like these, the, the capitalist system didn't say like, hey, this will be nice. Work for five days. Yeah. Eight hours a day. Don't worry about it. No, it was like six day a week, 18-hour days is what, anyways. Yeah, yeah um, I know what you mean. And it's, it's, you brought up the Scandinavian country. I think some of them have done away with. The, they made it a four-day work yeah, week. Is it Denmark? Denmark, Denmark, or Sweden, or, Finland or something. They, they they went down to a four-day work week. I believe yeah. it's Denmark. But anyways, I thought that was that was interesting. I mean, there's so many books now written on like four-hour four-hour work weeks and five-hour yeah, work that, days yeah, and yeah, all yeah. this stuff, yeah. right? And it, I honestly think that you know, I think the world would be a happier place if a lot of people. I mean, and it's easy to say it from when you have a job and people like you know, and there's a lot of people without them now. But if you everyone had a good work life balance, it's not just about grind and make more and climb the corporate ladder. Yeah, you know all that stuff. But let's be honest: anyways. if you're working in a, an actual office setting, you aren't doing more than four days of week work anyways like how much time do we piss away in the office just sure. doing yeah, nothing the first like, hour of the week first two hours on monday is a kind of a waste right the off. last two the last two hours on friday are right if off. you i have, a, I have so you're basically half a day gone right there exactly. I, have, I honestly have a theory if you if every maybe not every position maybe not professionals and lawyers and doctors but for most office workers if if the ceos or the vps of these companies said you know what i'll give you a choice you can have an eight hour work day and you can work the way you're working now and get paid the same thing or 
you can work, we're going to, you know, cut your salary by, let's say, 10%, but you're going to work four hours, but you got to get the same amount of work done. I bet you everyone works way harder, four hours, they're out of the office and they enjoy life. Yeah. Well, I think that, I, that's I, why I, the, Honestly, I really believe it. And maybe you don't even think it's pay cut. If you told people to work just like, listen, a lot of times, like, there's no way every single person works eight hours, start, stop every day. It's, no, it's, it's, it's not. It's Apparently, uh, studies show it's like the average person works like three and a half hours, yeah. four hours out of their full, like, seven to eight hour work day. I mean, there's obviously people who grind it out, but on average, because I would say on average, most people aren't, you know, their current career isn't what they, you know, their, their main passion yeah, and their desire and like they are throwing themselves into yeah. it. So, and it, it can happen in spurts to it. Like, it's like, you know, you might have a project, so you like, you're working like 40 hours or yeah, you know, 60 exactly. hours a day for exactly. one week. But then it, it, it comes, it's cyclical. I mean, I mean again, I'm making 60 hour a week. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, that's it, days. Um, anyways, kind of good. Done no, no, but I, rabbit holes. I, I've yeah. always, I've always thought too, if you're doing something you enjoy and the idea is that you find a, a job that you love so you'll never have to work a day in your life, yada, yada. I get that and I respect it. At the same time, I think there's more to working a job that is something you love because if they align with your long term goals, I think it makes more sense. Like for me personally, I love mar- sports and marketing. That was my passion. I went to school for, I went to university, college. I had, you know, internships, uh, whatever you call those apprenticeships, whatever they're, they're called nowadays. And I left marketing to go work for my family business because it aligned more with my long, my short-term and my long-term goals. You know, I wanted three weeks vacation instead of two weeks. I wanted to work at a job where I know I could have more responsibility. I can make those changes if I need to make changes. And I wanted to work at a place where I had long-term stability. And in marketing, you might not have that. So, and I wanted to make good money too, straight up. I'll be honest about that. So, and marketing is sometimes doesn't pay the best. So I chose a career that align more with my goals than my kind of day-to-day personal happiness because my long-term goals were more important than my what I'm doing day-to-day. I'll find something right. that I love doing if if I know that it aligns with what I want down the road. Well, that's what they say. I think it's less like what the actual like activity, activity is. is yeah. It's more does it align with like with your you ethics do, yeah. and mm-hmm. values. That's what's going to give you like a, like a real sense of like satisfaction and accomplishment in life. Yeah. yeah. And even on that too, it's, you think there's, we were talking about this, how, how many hours you work in a day. I think a lot of it, it's not just about the hours you work, but it's about what you're doing. Yeah. If you're just aimlessly scrolling through Instagram or, you know, reading random blog posts while you're at work. Yeah. That's a waste of time. But if you're conversing with your colleagues and you're doing in-person meetings to try and get the creative juices flowing or whatever it is even though you're not directly working sometimes, you're still collaborating. You're still being creative. You're still... You're in that headspace. Yeah, you're, you're in still that headspace, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I think there's... Because again, I'm, I'm, when I'm at work, I'm not always just on working. Sometimes I'm talking with colleagues or sometimes you call a meeting just to brainstorm. So I think that's what's uh, from... Um, I think that's where our, our mentality is kind of being poisoned. Because again, going back to sort of the, the structure of the educational system, we value sort of where we are in life and each other as much as like as much as we like to think we don't but based on your output like ipso facto your your earnings and so mm-hmm. i think that's why so many of us have a really hard time like taking a day off and doing nothing and like i have a, I, I struggle with that constantly mm-hmm. because I, I there's a weird nagging feeling like you're not working you're not producing you're not there's no output mm-hmm. there like what the fuck like that's not normal, mm-hmm. but that's what's kind of in, being ingrained in us as what is normal and what is valued in this society. It's okay, what's your output? 
Are you working? Yeah. How much are you outputting? What are you doing for the business? How much are you earning? Like just completely erroneous things. Yeah, yeah. we live in a like it, a... It, Sorry, no, no, no. I was gonna say that's that's very true, right? Like, I mean, I I've said this before. I mean, not to say that I, you know I'm a super accomplished, but I'm like I f- I'm 30 years old. I feel like you know I I'm a productive person in society. You know, I contribute. I, yes, you, you know, are. All this stuff. No, I mean, I, you know, I just feel like I do understand I work hard and I work smart. I have my days where I'm lazy, but especially growing up in like an entrepreneurial family, like family business. If I sit home for a day, if I'm hungover on like a Monday, or I stay home on like a Friday, I'm like. Man, like, what am I doing? I should be working harder. I should be no, working especially hard. as an entrepreneur. Yeah, because in your head, you're like, oh, bro, like if I'm not there, like maybe the employees aren't working as hard. Yeah. But then I realized, like, I work with my family, and I said to you know my my old man and me and my siblings, and I said this because we've been raised that we you know my dad had to work really really hard, long hours, all this stuff. We're like you know we we've been afforded an opportunity to have a good work life balance. But I even said you know on the on the thing of like therapy and stuff like that, and and kind of like that release, I. We took a, we kind of said together, you know what? Like, if we need to take like a me day, just take it. Like, it's better yeah. for your sanity, for your yeah. mental 100%. health. Long if term. It, if an employee says to us, you know, I'm, I'm having a bad day, I'm not really feeling it. Like, listen, just go home. Like, it's fine. Go take the day. Well, that's what happened with me at Revive. I didn't. And about four years in, I burned out. Like, yeah. completely. I just, like, anxiety attacks, creativity gone, no motivation. Yeah, it's a problem. Because you, I was connected to the business all day. Every, Every day yeah. to the team, WhatsApp chat, organizing house calls, making sure the schedule's like constantly. And it's not possible to maintain that period. Yeah. I will say a caveat. I could paint every day quite happily. That's the one That's for the years thing. of therapy that you uh, yeah. Yeah. when you were working Exactly. There. Just, yeah, just don't go to therapy for like 10 years. And that's it. You got to build up of <laughs> Let it fester <laughs> for like and then four let it years out. and Blaster then the, the desperately find an outlet before you break mentally. Yeah. yeah. No, but even for me, I've always, I've always, traveling's like my, my escape a lot of nice, the times, yeah. right? And I'm the type, when I go on vacation, I don't want to be bothered. Mm. Like, I'll, I'll send everyone emails here. If you need this, you call this person. You need this, you call that person. Again, there's things that you're going to have to take calls when you're, you're traveling, but I try not to work yeah. when I'm traveling because I want to turn off. I want to enjoy the moment. I want to be with my friends. I want to experience a new culture. I want to experience a new city, a new country, whatever the case is. But a lot of people, they don't know how to turn off and that's the problem. If you're constantly working, you're constantly go, 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 eventually you're going to come to the point where you either don't enjoy it anymore because it's literally what your life is now or you don't know how to turn off anymore. That's our lizard brains. Right, and yeah, yeah it, it can become a serious problem, and that's how people can get burnt out. Like, my dad is the complete opposite. He can work 24-7 every day. Too, yeah. His, his yeah, something about, like, what's, he, okay, yeah. our, what's with our dads being able to be, like, ironclad workers, yeah, like, like, who just seem to be if it was just tougher than yeah, we are, yeah, frankly. If it wasn't honest, for my honest, mom, I think my dad that. would literally work 20-hour days, seven days a week. That's, yeah. It's that's insane. How, yeah. I'm like, that's, dad, you need to... In, like stop you've built this great business for yourself you're sick almost 65 now i don't know how like, they do take it. a step back enjoy go to florida play golf pick know, up a hobby you gotta, you gotta understand too like where, your, da- is, where your family's from i'm my dad's italian my dad's okay. greek yeah. okay my dad's my, french it's because the european, european. Was, your dad, was your dad born here he, did he no move born here? no he was born in france so my dad's born in greece moved here at 17 yeah my dad was born here. Yeah. Okay, but it's still got the lineage. Still, yeah, he's got yeah, the, yeah. Still, especially it's, Italians. It's Italian, Italian. But you know, We're it's all funny nuts. you say that. It's like, yeah, in my German. <laughs> in German. We've got a little bit she of She was born here. in Germany. She's, oh, yeah? She's from Bavaria. Oh. You speak, you speak German too? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she does. You speak, yeah, she does. No, don't get Ricky going. Ricky, Ricky thinks he knows to speak German. We're on so, vacation. Tell us, tell us. No, it's so stupid. We were in... We were in Copenhagen at a, no, at a Zurich. Festival. Zurich, sorry, sorry, Zurich uh, Open Air Festival, and 
we're like the I don't know. This festival was sick. Like Mumford and Sons, Major Lazer, Kygo, all headlining, and like it was like empty. Like we were like maybe ten thousand people. 10, like people. like Marcus Mumford running through the crowd next to us. It was like yeah, what? crazy. Really cool. Like great when, experience. When was this? This is seventeen August. Uh, no September. Uh, no early so like mid August. Those yeah. were like still big names, and it's yeah. not like yeah. it was yeah. 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 We walked. We got dropped <laughs> off out of the Uber and up to this like dark path. We're like, what? He's like, yeah, this is a festival. We're like, where? Yeah. Anyways, so, it was it was like it was cool. Like, it was a good experience. It was fun, but we were there was not many tourists that we saw. We would try to meet, make it friends, bump into people. And Rick Shannon ordered a drink on one of his own video, and he's like, "Don't worry, I speak German." I was like, first of all, they don't speak German here. Like we're in Switzerland." <laughs> sound like they were German. <laughs> sound like, like kind of. I mean, they probably yeah, do a little bit. Like parts of the area. I think yeah. Switzerland is very multicultural. <laughs> yeah. So he goes up. He's like, he's like, uh, yeah, one, yeah, ha ha, da da, yeah, 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 da, yeah. And he's like, he just keeps saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's not German. He's like, yes, it is. Watch. And he started doing it, and the lady understood him. And he's like, see, I speak German. I was like, that's not no, German. No, he's like, okay, give me, a, he's like, give me a rum and coke. Then I was like, yeah, yeah, see, super good, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. And it happened, and, then, and I was like, what? Can't fight that. And then he's doing it everywhere, and then it got yeah, really, it got, it got out of control. Yeah, got really really German people and uh, at my in my orca at Nikki yeah, Beach. Was... And, and he's like, okay, I didn't want to. They were gonna rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bring it back. We'll bring back it back to the point about about why they can't stop working is yeah. that you got to remember too. Like we are. I mean, I can speak for myself. I feel like I'm in a very fortunate position, and I was you know given opportunities in in my life as a result of how hard my parents worked. But my dad came here at 17 by himself. Like worked in a restaurant, so going to university, college, dropped out of college, ended up buying the restaurant, sold that, worked in the cleaning business as a salesman, barely spoke English, worked his way up, bought his way into the company, and like that's that's what he did. And like back, you came as an immigrant, you're supporting not like you know your us, your family, sending money back home, and you work. And I look at it because like you know my dad, you know if he goes, he's so ingrained in the work, like it's it's like a fourth child. I have two siblings, and. Uh, but that's what he knew. He was still always there for us. He would drive us to school in the morning, but then go to work. And he would come back late. So my mom would like take us in the evenings. But it's like part of his DNA, being an entrepreneur. I had the exact same lifestyle. Yeah, <laughs> being, being, a, being a businessman, it was part of his thing. So even now, me, my sister, and brother more or less run the day-to-day of the company. But, and we even tell him, like during COVID, we were essential service. But he might have 65 now. We're like, listen, don't come to the office. Like, yeah. there's people, stay away. Relax. He couldn't. He was coming every, I was like, dude, like we, <laughs> not that we don't need you, but like we have Zoom, we can call you. Come in once a week, we'll have a board meeting, whatever. Every single day, still every day. And it is, he's learned to release a bit. There's something but about he kept it. saying it was really hard to do because I mean, I, again, I don't know if it's the same with you, but like, they just have this thing that they don't want. They, I think it's that mentality of like, if you sit still, you're going to die. Well, they were still like, how old's your dad? 60, 67. Oh. Okay, yeah. My 67. dad's 76. So, like, and what about your dad? 64. Okay, so they're all within sort of that ballpark of when they were born, that was what, the 40, like mid, mid 40s to mid 50s. And so, yeah, like, yeah. Europe was in rebuild still from World War yeah. II, right? And so they and their parents lived through the war. And so there was the mentality of like hard work and scarcity and you just like nose to the sort of grindstone and you just did what needed to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd be remiss if I did not tell the story of how my dad came to Canada. Oh, that's uh, yeah. I love yeah. So um, I have a very convoluted um, story when it comes to my dad's side of the family that I'm not going to try to get fully into the weeds here. Long story short, my my grandfather, who I later in life learned that he was my sort of my step, or not even, no, I, I, getting into the weeds. <laughs> my grandfather. Um, so, uh, really interesting guy. Um, he was president of um, uh, one of the major French banks. I think it was 
uh, Credit General, I think. Anyways, wow. he was an officer in the French um, military during the Blitzkrieg, was taken prisoner uh, during the Germans' like initial invasion, POW, POW camp for five years, taught himself English by reading Shakespeare in the POW wow. camp. Um, anyway, so the man was, he was a tall, imposing figure. He was, I was petrified of him when I was a kid. Slick back, white hair, tall dude, booming voice. Like, you just didn't screw around him. Like, when they used to travel... He was, everyone would call him Monsieur President. Any, anytime they would go to like a different country, like they knew my grandfather. Anyways, my dad was- guy was heavy duty. Yeah, I, but my dad was a little shit. So he got, <laughs> he got, to, I, I completely forgot about this until we had a Skype call the other day. He had sent me a box of like all my old school stuff. And he, my father apparently had been, he was kicked out of like two schools. And actually one school was like, we don't want him back. Like <laughs> we just, please don't send him back. Anyway, so my grandfather thought it was a really good idea that my father should learn English. So he sent him to London to go learn English. Um, my grandfather also had a habit of driving cars really fast. And I think he had, I believe, a collection of Porsches or just wow. a, a sequence of Porsches, of Porsches throughout his life that he consistently crashed. Uh, to, to that point, there's a blonde spot on the top of my head. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, when I was in my mother's womb, he was he crashed the car with my mother in the car and they like really bad crash on the highway and they think i bumped my head probably explains a lot of what's happened now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so my a lot of that a lot of it's, it's just a butterfly effect. um so my dad's in london learning english he was bartending he's like well i'm like well were you le learning english he's like, no he's like i was there to pick up women so my grandfather gets in a horrible crash and um, the hospital calls him and they're like, Dominique, I think you need to come. Like, we're, we're not sure about your dad. Flies back to France, um, arrives at the hospital and uh, goes into the hospital room and my grandfather's awake. And, and so they get to chatting. He's like, so how's, and this is all in French. He's like, so how's, how's everything going in London? And he's like, good. And immediately switches to English and starts talking to my father in English. My dad just blanks because he hasn't been learning a word of English. And so my grandfather's pissed. He's like, all right, that's it. We're sending you to Canada. He's like, look for a job. He's like, you're going and you're learning English. And he's like, you're going. So my dad, and this is why he should have learned English. So he goes in, he's looking through the newspaper. I can't remember even how he found it. But in Victoria, there is a, um, a private members club called the Union Club. And back then it was a gentleman's club. And in my dad, in my, in my father's poor English, he thought that translated into strip club and there was a bartending position open. And so him at like 18, he's like, oh, amazing. There's a bartending position at a strip club <laughs> in Victoria, in Canada, done. Uh, so applies, gets the job, flies out and to his horrible uh, shock. It's not a, a, a gentleman's club. It's quite uh, in, in the, in the uh, light of being a, a strip club it's literally an all men's private club and now he is three thousand miles from home and stuck in victoria with only dudes yeah only <laughs> dudes as clients and he's got to learn english um anyways that's he ended up staying in victoria's whole life that's where i was born and raised um worked his way up through the restaurant business make connections anyways um yeah, yeah. just an absurd that's so funny. yeah not so much like the came over and a hard no he came over because he thought there was a bartending job at a strip yeah, club yeah. available. Heck <laughs> yeah. And but yeah. I mean, I'm sure as a result, I mean, or let me ask, was it as a result of that, you think that just being around people like that, he can networked and then learned like, you Oh know, no, my dad drove him. It changed him like that. I mean, it could have been that, 
Or maybe he went to a strip club and just like bartends. I think even if he ended up at a strip club, my dad would have still gone down the path. My dad is just this gregarious, vivacious, sort of larger than life individual. And through uh, the food and beverage industry in Victoria, he became a super respected guy in the community. It's, It's a running joke in our family. We can't travel with my father anywhere. I'm talking about in Europe, people will walk up to him and be like, Dominique, it's been years. My, my father be like, oh, hello, how are you? And they'll walk away. He's like, I have no idea who that person was. Um, That's so funny. But same thing happened. I go with my dad and like, we'll, it, like, we're from a small town in Greece, but anywhere in the region or even in Toronto, the Greek community is pretty, pretty large, but we'll go out and like, we'll bump into somebody, he'll know them or I'll bump into someone that, I, that is Greek and he'll be like, oh, who's your father? And he knows them and he's like, you know that who that is? I was like, no fucking clue, dad. Like, yeah, you yeah, know every, every Greek yeah, in the every world. Greek, <laughs> every, every country yeah. I've been in, we go to some Greek restaurant somewhere in Australia, we had family, we met them. Yeah. Somehow he met a cousin of his and this like, same thing. Who's your father? Very oh, George? My yeah, father's George. I know George. My dad's a small George, yeah. guy. My dad's tired of him. My dad's like five, eight. Yeah. But like on a pretty day. like scary, like similar, I guess how your grandfather's like very intimidating guy. Like yeah. people are like, you guys so nice. I'm like, you haven't seen him mad. Like he's right. scariest 5A guy you'll, you'll ever meet in your life. But same kind of thing. Like larger than life. Like everyone knows him. He's done a lot. Like the thing. So very, but, very similar. I think I, there's, I, there's, I, they just have a more, they have a greater sense of, I, not greater sense. I think they, they connected with their community better than our generation. Yeah. I oh, think yeah. with them, it was they like, to socialize, it wasn't on phones or Instagram. Like you went out and you had drinks and you networked just by, yeah. and not even like in the term of networking, you just went out and had fun and met people who are now like my dad's lifelong friends. There was his business partners. He had a restaurant for 19 years, you know, fancy restaurant, Arnold Schwarzenegger dying there and like Tom, really One of my favorite story. actors of all time, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He didn't let my mom come to the restaurant that night. <laughs> Literally. But he was a, back was a was, stud. Yeah, yeah, he was back in like the Terminator days. Like yeah. jacked. Uh, Tom Jones party there till like 10 a.m. with him. There's just some absurd yeah, stories. But, but yeah, but it's just one, I just want to one thing to that point, and that's what circles back to my thing is that why they're so, even your dad too is so ingrained in it. Because back then, it's community. Yeah. But it's also the say, business yeah. is like you're here. Like my dad was here, no, like he had some family here, but you see your family on the weekends. When you're at work, your work also becomes like almost like your family. Absolutely. It's your business. So you're, you know, you're an entrepreneur. So people want to connect with you more. You're not just a corporation. So like it's almost like your your work becomes your friends and your family and all that stuff. Yeah. And so, I think so that's why. My, my dad, in construction when my dad and my uncle started a company you know 40 years ago it's very and, rare for italians yeah very <laughs> no like you see my, my dad was very put on this earth <laughs> my dad was put on this earth to move dirt like that's it like do you know like Sidney crosby was put on this earth to play hockey yeah. my dad was put on this earth to do construction like, that's that awesome. is He's damn good at that it. is his civilization thing. shout out that to is, frank shout out, shout out to christos yeah shout out Christos. so <laughs> what, what i was saying is back in the the 70s and 80s everybody was so in touch with their community and their neighborhood and so many people, you'd be like, okay, so my dad was in excavation, so basically anything from the ground down. But his neighbor sold wood. And then his neighbor down the street, he ended up selling equipment. Yeah. And that guy over there ended up becoming a builder. And this guy over there has got concrete. And that guy. So everybody was so connected. They all worked. It was literally live, work, eat, play together. Yeah. Everyone did everything. Which, yeah. That sense of community. Now it's kind of like, okay, it's there's so much red tape in a lot of corporations where you can't just use your buddy to clean your yeah. co- clean your office or totally. use your, your best friend who sells this. It's okay, you know what? Let's get four prices from everybody and let's do this. Yeah. Back then, it was kind of like, okay, well, you know what? You're my buddy and you sell insurance. Okay, so I'm going to buy an, my insurance. Try to get an RFP. 
Yeah, yeah. You got to yeah, follow yeah. the processes. Yeah. Now it's like, yeah. well, you even think everything's there's so many processes, but back then it wasn't. It was like, okay, yeah, you know, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy sells concrete. Yo, I got you. Just get George, it done. Concrete? Get the yeah, job done. Oh, George, or it's you like you know, you like this time, you know, I, you know, if you have a relationship, it's like, see, on that, it's like you know, we can't, you know, our budget's tighter this year, but you know, if you can help us, like you know, we'll, we'll help give you an opportunity, another job, and like there was a lot of that. So you built this camaraderie with like you know through your work and all that, and it became your network. And I forget how we got this point, but it was like, I think that's why, like, they're always working. They can't retire. Like, it just never, like, even yeah. though during COVID, like, you know, my dad, he started to slow, like, he was letting go a little more. He's a pretty big golfer, but even that, he, like, he can't do it enough. He needs to be in the office working. And I honestly believe, like, that mentality and that way of upbringing, mind you, they also, our fathers went through something that we touch wood, hopefully don't have to go yeah. through in that we're going through a recession now, probably the first major one experience besides 08. How many did they go through? Yeah. Five, six, seven? Like it's, yeah, it's a different time so working because you never, like they've seen what can happen. Yeah. Anyways, going down a rabbit hole here, but. No, but yeah. even kind of to, to wrap that up too. Uh, it's funny. My dad and my uncle are complete opposites. And I think it's because my dad, he's on vacation and he'll be like, okay, call me, let me know what's up. I'm like, what? You're in Florida. <laughs> Go to the beach. Relax. Yeah, yeah, but I just, how was your day? I'm like, are you asking how my day is as a father or as a boss? Which <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, what'd you do today? I'm like, I came to work and then I, oh, no, would you, well, how was work? Everybody in, I'm like, are you, dad, you think I have time to sit? If you want to ask me about my personal life, yeah, great. I had this for lunch today. It was awesome. I'm going out this weekend. Yeah. My uncle's a complete opposite. If I call him, he'd be like, okay, just use your best discretion, take care of it. Yeah. Where my dad's like, okay, send me the documents. Like, dad, you're in Florida. Let go. Let go. P Let pick go. up on I said, if, if it wasn't for my mom, my dad would actually, I'm not kidding, just work steady. Yeah, he will never retire. And I think it's because me and my brother work for the, the family business now where he's he loves seeing us, so work his family and it, it extends. Yeah. But uh, it's crazy that, you know, me, I want work-life balance. Yeah. I don't want to just work and... There's no amount of money in the world that could make me give up the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, like, I, again, what's, you can't take money with you. You can take memories with you. You can't take money with you. Your money's not, yeah. you, when you die, you're not taking it to heaven. I hope there's, not. There's nothing. But my memories with my boys. Show up. My relationships and everything else that I've, Damn. my trips to Florida, my trips to Europe, my trips to anywhere in the world, I'll, I'll remember those. Yeah, money comes and goes, so... I don't know. I think there's I, I there's that, that sound, fine yeah. line work life balance, and yeah. anybody listening that thinks they just need to work so hard, so hard, so hard, so that when they're older they can retire and live life. It's a self perpetuating cycle. You work harder, you buy more. You want more, you want more. Yeah, you want more, enjoy you want life, more. especially now. Like I know we're in a crazy time, and I don't like talking about COVID, but enjoy life. Find things that make you happy, especially during times like this where there's a lot to be unhappy about. Find something that makes you happy. Like Louis here, fucking the, oh, I swear, but whatever. The art here. <laughs> no, are, we, are we not supposed to swear? No, no, I swear like, I swear like was, three it times. Was, it was weird. one of my New Year's resolutions. So I, I make a conscious oh, good effort for you. not to swear. Um, <laughs> but see, see what you're doing here. You took such a bad part of life and you've made it such a great part of your life and probably yeah. a future for yourself doing this. So obviously at the way it's now going. Now full time. Yeah, it's supported, so, so supporting me full time. Back there. I want to get on that that one too. Or yeah, and this is actually a good segue to get back into it. And that, like, you know, I did that first. I know you did. I can tell you, you had the most <laughs> obvious segues. Ricky's like <laughs> slick with his segues, and he goes, "Oh, COVID's so bad. This is what we did." No, but it's true. Honestly, it is really cool. And that, you know, like finding even just a release, picking up a hobby, putting like that's what we did. We said this before, but it's like we did the podcast. We said we wanted to do something like this, and we just said, you know what? What better time than now? And just pick it up and do it. And and clearly, you did the same thing, but. 
You know, you clearly got a little more talent than us. <laughs> well, just oh, careful, just careful. just in a just in a different uh, different arena. So let's put it that way. Tell us about this. There's this has got to be like. There's a lot of. This has got to be like. Got a sensor. There's a lot of boobies I'm, on here. This has got to be <laughs> a big piece. Like this is. No, this is yeah. Nice. This is like the the big dog. Yeah. This is this is I. So. Um, Tell us. Wait, this, I th- this one's this is soldered. No, no. So the, uh, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta, you know what? I just keep thinking. I got a space in my in my washroom above the thing that I I, I, ain't, I ain't rich enough yet. The only one that's not <laughs> available here is that that's a commission for a client that I just did on the West Coast. Wait, that um, one's also available. That one's available too. Man, yeah. Um, so sorry. So tell Go us ahead. about these. So I'd start by, um, I I love my work. Um, I, it's funny when I started, I used to hate my paintings until like the last two brush strokes, like hate them. And then I'd be like something, I would just finish a spot and I'd be like, that's it. It's balanced. Perfect. Um, but they hadn't given me, they haven't, they hadn't evoked an emotional response. I think aesthetically my paintings had been beautiful and they were, uh, they were an emotional process for me to create. But then upon reflecting at looking, like looking at them and, and, and seeing them, they were beautiful and those are my emotions and thoughts on the painting that were therapeutic to go through, but the reflection back didn't pull something out of me. Um, and I think that's, I think in my opinion, my very humble, limited opinion, I think that's the, the differentiator between good and great art. Good art is aesthetically beautiful. Great art does something emotionally to you. And I like that. Yeah. It's that's like, it, it can be totally Random. It could be the smallest little nuanced thing, but and I this is totally individualized to the person and what they believe great art is. But I great art pulls something out of you. It's like music. Like a yeah, good song is. Yes. Yeah. You enjoy hearing it. A great song sparks a feeling or an emotion absolutely. out of you. I, yeah. Wow. That was. I love that. Um. And this was the first piece that I did that did that. And um. So. I What's mean, it called? Nasty woman. Did you just make that up right now? No. Oh. <laughs> you gave it up. I couldn't like remember it for a second. Like, nasty woman. Yeah, nasty woman. Yeah. Um, so Did you say and ongoing? And ongoing. So that's a that's a tip of the hat to the fact that the... Um, well, read first it up, up for us because some people are just listening. That they yeah, can't so the, see right. the dialogue... The dialogue. So the painting is itself is a... Uh, it's a collage of a 1975 Playboy uh, that is the backdrop on a very large pink canvas a 30 by 40 canvas and so i've taken cutouts in certain pages from the playboy um and use it as back backdrop and then with graffiti marker i've then and lipstick i've drawn over aspects of it um you can kind of see it under the s is sorry yes jesus um and some other uh, some other spots on it but um so i've then graffitied over the um the collage and then in big drip graffiti marker i've written consent is an enthusiastic yes motherfucker with a uh, addendum on the bottom that says and ongoing and because this is really a dialogue this is really sort of a, a part of the dialogue about what consent is and what consent used to be understood as and what consent is now understood to be and so consent used to be just you know consent is a yes but now consent is and and we can really get into the weeds of this but consent is an enthusiastic yes and an ongoing enthusiastic yes and so when you look at a lot of the rape cases a lot of the sexual assault cases you know the idea of what consent is just because you give consent once doesn't mean that it is 
the ironclad consent for the rest of the evening. Like Not you can, sh- like, a, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. A, yes yeah. Can, a yes can become a no instantly. instantly. And so there should be on the part of your partner an ongoing dialogue when you're engaged sexually with anybody or emotionally that what is going like are they still okay do you do they or do you have consent to be doing what you're doing is it okay um and so really it's a it's a nod and um a commentary on that and the playboy itself i it is shockingly amazing to go through a 1975 playboy based on uh, do you have one here oh have you have you perused through one of these no you haven't, you haven't opened Where it? Where did you... Hey, just a, the pages are probably a little sticky, eh, st- buddy? <laughs> Honestly, go, if you can find... It's... I don't know what year that is. I think they're like the 40s, 60s? Uh, this 40. is... Christ, this one doesn't even have the... This was 1970. Yeah. And I don't even see... This one looks like about 70s as well by yeah, the car yeah. ads on the back. But you talk about like chauvinism you all, you, and yeah. sexism. You open up like yeah, yeah. the advertisements... How it's like, I mean, you, just, you can see the cutouts. Like, some of the stuff that's on there is, it's shocking. Um, the guy's grabbing her nipple here. This picture's Arnold Schwarzenegger. And that's that Arnold, yeah. Girl, yeah. That's right. That's a famous one. He's holding like yeah. a, a cup or something. But you have to, like, I, my girlfriend is a, a strong feminist. She's an activist. And I have to say that she um, has 100% and un- unequivocally and unapologetically made me a better man, especially when it comes to this. Um, sphere of understanding yeah um that's good that's nice and it's well it's true that's like, a women great compliment have, women are still fighting i did a post on this re- actually the post on my instagram um about this painting kind of says it like the the discussion and the fight for women women's equal rights especially sexual rights over their bodies and over uh over the rights of their own bodies as well as the protection of their own bodies in terms of safety in society is long from over like you as a man we never are told to you know carry keys in our fist on the walk home there wasn't remember the roving band of men that were assaulting uh women on like on queen west yeah, yeah does that ever happen do we ever hear about roaming bands of women assaulting men men would be running out into the streets hoping to be caught by them <laughs> Like, sorry, I'm gonna laugh, but like, yeah, it's like it's, it's, no, like, it's, it's like, like the opposite. It's, like, it's it's yeah, exactly. we yeah. we exist in the same world and experience two completely different realities, yeah. and that is still a major problem yeah. today. Like, it just, especially when it comes to the idea of like rape, the idea of women dressing too provocatively, like the ownership 100% is on the behavior and the teaching of boys and men. Like, women should be able to walk down the street ass naked and not be harassed and not be catcalled period like if I'm a guy walked down the street the naked they no, would the not other, be other way like yeah, exactly you. yeah but but men wouldn't be catcalled i would not honestly i would feel perfectly safe walking down the street i oh no i'd probably get tasered by the cops yeah. but in terms of society and like how i feel safe with how society responds to me yeah. until that level of safety is provided to women the discussion still needs to be happening and this is sort of this is my contribution so the inspiration comes from i guess your conversations with her yeah very much like she is a woman that does not take shit um she takes a, because of the nature of what she does she has her youtube channel edgy veg go check her out she's incredible um and she's oh, give her a better shout out than that there's a you rush yeah, that I, shout I, out i didn't even hear what gosh I, edgy veg this is about me tonight <laughs> <laughs> I live in this woman's shadow constantly <laughs> based on her success. So I'm just going to have this edgy veg at edgy veg, YouTube, Big Instagram, 
wonderful Big Candace Hutchings. <laughs> She's a vegan chef and activist and just an all-around magnificent woman. Better? Feels. Feels. <laughs> You're welcome. I spiked it, George. Um, oh. What the hell was the question? The, well, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, so, yes, absolutely. She has taught me just through... Like, no, no, you haven't even taught me. That's the wrong word. Taught implies an imposition Inspired. of thought. You have inspired me. You have enlightened me to everything. I, I wish I could kind of boil it down to, but the ongoing dialogue when it comes to women's rights, period. That was good. Um, and it's a, a really cool piece that like clearly reflects and like it comes out and it's really... I'm doing so. This is thank you first. Yeah, off. like it, like it. So yeah, I, I don't finished, know what the word I'm looking for. Like it, just like it. It's she. Yeah, when I, I finished this, so I was looking at it, and it was the collage, and so she walks past me doing art all the time, and she'll be like, you know, I really like that. But as soon as I wrote the letters on it, and I think you were sitting on the couch. I'm I'm talking to my girlfriend. Now. I think you were sitting on the couch in the living room, and I brought it over, and that's the first time I've ever seen you. You're like, yes, holy shit, fuck yes, like that's you cried. Yeah, when she saw it. Like, she's... And I, that's the best possible compliment to a piece of work that I've, I've done. And so I'm doing a series on them. So I'm doing one on women's rights. I'm going to uh, take on the Catholic Church with my next one. Um, wow. And then the military-industrial complex with my, uh, with my third one. And we so it's going to be... after this podcast. This one's sick. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. They're all, they're all sick. Are, but, like, I just, like... Is it rude to ask how much they cost? Is that a rude? No, no, no. no. Oh, um, okay. So this one's 2000 Um this one? Oh, God. I don't remember how much this one is. Uh, I th- <laughs> we'll, we'll post it on Instagram. I think like, I had a... I, I th- yeah, I think, I think it's around 1000 Um I, I love mean, these, though. This, the, these they are just, awesome. The, the reason for the higher price point on the collages is it takes an ungodly amount of time to do the cutting and the pasting. And that's, again, with my ADD, is not something that I'm very good at when it comes to, like, delicate, slow... Things like yeah. that, and so uh, this did take a hell of a lot. Well, it looks to do. awesome too. Yeah. I am in love with it. Um, I will be sad to see it go whenever it goes. But yeah, you, where's your signature? Fun. I don't see. Any signature. Uh, so I actually signed the back of my paintings, and I don't think I've actually signed that one. Damn oh, it. it's pre-signed. It's pre-signed. It has not been signed yet, but I don't. For most of my works, I ninety-nine percent. I don't sign the front. I sign the back. Um, I don't know why. That's just sort of how I started, and for some reason now. Um, because I don't sign my name, I, I sign my brand like Your Turn, Don't Fall. It's YTDF. Um, so the pieces I do sign is just on the front, it'll be small letters at the bottom, YTDF. Yeah. Um, your Turn, Don't Fall. Yeah, make sure I'm saying that multiple times, right? Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Usually the back, and I give a letter of authenticity cool. with a wax seal and the name, size, well, client. Bang. Yeah, yeah, I do how the do whole thing. How do you mail them? Uh, how do I mail them? Just through Canada Post and horribly wrapped boxes most of the time um and it's oddly not that expensive to ship even a 30 by 40 painting across north i just sent one to san francisco to a client in that size um and it was 60 bucks oh that's not, great. not too bad yeah not too bad you know fun fact i just read this this morning in a in a, in a like a newsletter subscription the daily email i get like kind of recapping the day's news previous day's news playboy is going public but they actually just they they either just did or this month are releasing their last print edition ever yeah i think i heard that as yeah, well i, I either or maybe it happened earlier this year but i just read it recently i didn't even first of all, i don't know the last time i've seen a playboy on a shelf anywhere like or anything but i don't yeah. think, do they still last do, week did they still do oh, nudity <laughs> i actually only bought no those they don't they don't they don't do I've nudity open those that's right no full frontal nudity they stopped doing that oh yeah 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 no vajayjays really 
Like, did they yeah. used to do them back in the day? Yeah, yeah. Well, we, I just feel like, like Playboy looks have like Latin lovers. Probably, like, if you open those, it's probably like it's... Oh, it's a veritable flower garden. Yeah. It's, it's on the yeah. cover. There's a, there's a, it's yeah. on the cover of it. Oh, yeah. It's on the... It's, it's actually on the painting. Yeah. I know it's mostly... I didn't put just straight up... I think there's no... I can't remember if I put on a straight up vagina on the uh, painting. I think if I did, I drew... Over it? Over, just so there's like some... No, there's a lot of... Uh, yeah, no, you covered them up, yeah. Yeah, there's some... I shouldn't have. Are, uh, honestly, I just—it's really hard to look like stop. For the Catholic, for the Catholic Church one, I will not be covering it up. <laughs> You're going all in. Oh, I'm very. I, and I apologize, Greek. Or, oh no, you'd be Orthodox. I'm with. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. It's. It's. Uh. I have to give credit to. Uh, she's very much my muse in a lot of my pieces of work, and she's my sounding board in a lot of ideas. She's incredibly creative. She is. I would not be at this point with my paintings if it was not for her. But the, the Catholic Church one, the, the saying that I will be putting on on it was her idea. But I will save that for okay. when it is complete. Save it for when you release it. Yes. I am going to make a lot of enemies. <laughs> it's okay. Everyone's it's just good. got to their hey. own opinion, though. But it's, again, it's a comment. It's, it's a, it is a fair comment. Okay. Fair. I'm actually really excited to see this. Yeah. We'll have a yeah, poll you have when a comment. it comes out. It's... Very cool. It's very yeah. hard to stop looking at these. And when I, you know, when I got this place, like when I was deciding what to put up, like to we made a joke earlier. You know, we don't, we don't make enough money to buy art. Like that's one of the things that I realized. Like <laughs> I saw yet. so many pieces that I would. Not be, yet. Like, we will. I would be in a gallery and I'd be like, oh, this is really cool. Do you know and what I'm looking? I'm like, holy you get a shit. This is expensive. Well, yeah, dude. And, and like, awesome. but sorry. Go go ahead. Ahead. No, 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 no. No, I was gonna say, but that's why I kind of put the picture up because, mind you, I took them, so it's just at the frame cost. But I said over time, I want to like slowly replace them because I do find art very cool. And at the, we said this at the beginning, like art is very subjective, but like I, you know, there is paintings you see that you just stand in front of it, and you're like, wow, like this, like this hits in a different Something. way. Yeah. And it, you might look at it, you might look at it and be like, oh, this is shit. Yeah. But then you stand in front of it, this, this, it feels cool, and it elicits a feeling and an emotion, and it. it That's a beautiful thing about art. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Yeah. And honestly, you seem to do a very good job conveying that. I don't know why. Just like I'm just trying to read all the words, and it just seems like a. It, they seem busy, but they don't seem busy. Thank you. I don't Thanks. know. That's I try as much as I can. I don't stop on a canvas until I uh, I look at it and I it feels balanced. Yeah, like, like I'm just looking. It says like run and you fool, but then behind that it says like it, it just it says so much. There's a, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of layers on this one. I'm not just saying because you're here and they're here. No. I actually no, this I is really it. cool. I um I and that's a, I try to I don't want to limit myself to like one style of art. Like I just I need I'm doing a I'm doing a Oh yeah, like the pineapple. Like um, these are cool. Yeah. So these are just like. So was this was this gold, like yeah? You want to explain? So it's a gold pineapple for people listening. With- no, I, yeah, I, I bought it from a um, home decor store. I, it, it had like four variations. There's a lot of spray paint on that bad boy. Okay. Um, but I wanted to I wanted to step into pop art, and that's pretty much sort of you know playing off of high name brands, subtle jabs at them um, with sort of like simple clean designs. Um, and so that's at home right now. I'm doing a pop-up on Saturday at the stacked market. Uh, and cool. so right now at home, I'm what time, uh, 12 to 7 PM stacked market down on Bathurst, but I'm going in like, so with the objects, like I, the Buddha well, that we I should did. release this then. Yeah. I mean, if you have time, don't, well, we, don't, we, don't we, feel we, rushed. Yeah, no, 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 no. What's, what's today? Thursday. We should Thursday. do it Thursday. Thursday. immediately. Do back to back. We'll figure something. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Or tomorrow. Yeah, okay. We want yeah, people to go, Max, so then they can yeah, experience yeah. what we're experiencing right now. Absolutely. This, this podcast in this studio, for those who aren't watching yeah. on YouTube, 
this podcast, this is an experience right now. This is a, a whole vibe. Like when you guys walked in, the outfits. First off, you look both of you look. You need phenomenal. to step into the. You yeah. need to step into yeah, frame come for in, a second. Come in the come frame. Here, should we put the mic over? You want to like? You want to slide here? Here, I'll I'll, I'll you know switch what? over. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll let me hear. I'll, oh, I'll she, take my mic off. She's got to be. Come oh, come in. So. It's a vibe. It's a, it's a, <laughs> so you need the vibe. It's really? You won't, see, you won't see the shoes though. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in all seriousness, for <laughs> you those. You put them up on the table if you want. I don't yeah. mind. For, for those <laughs> listening. Yeah, come, 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 come. Come on. Yeah, come on. Get so in for here. those listening again, we, uh, the, the studio right now is a vibe. You know, with the paintings up, you, you feel a certain way. Just constantly looking. As you're talking and explaining some of these things, I'm looking over and I'm just getting feels. Thanks, Maybe it's just. I don't know. Maybe I, yeah, I don't know. How to, I, I really I don't, don't know. know how to explain it. I feel like I. It's a vibe. It's very different. Like, is it just? I feel like these things need to stay here. I don't know. I just so like. You know what <laughs> I really cool. thought like, about? Even time that out. thing up there. Like, I really think that I'm I gonna throw out this well. idea and just guys, let me know if it works. <laughs> We're getting a podcast studio. I was soon. just gonna, just gonna. You say need it. a painting studio. Oh. I'm assuming you probably paint during the day. Constantly, yeah. We, we commission. We, well, no, we record at night. We should get a shared space. Uh, that's not a bad idea. I was gonna say we should do a mural on the wall of whatever space. I'm we also get willing to do that. Well, we're gonna we're gonna figure we can this, we're gonna figure something out because man, these are making any big decisions. Here, business like, decisions right here now. Yeah, we we've always said it's also like, gonna be a mixed studio for us. We can't get into the second. Yeah, well, we can't. But get it would into, be cool because it would go with. Anyways, we got some. We got I'm some. Ideas. We got a little startup in the world. We, we yeah, we got some things. But before we start to wrap up, too, I also know you guys are big on plants. Massive. Okay, so then tell me how to take care of these damn things because you know how many of these times they've wilted and died? Plants are hard. Uh, they are. Sorry. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I, mean, I think we have, we have probably a hundred and... Probably about... Verging on about like a hundred... Ask the mic over. We'll share. No. hundred and forty? No. I'd say like a hundred and forty if you count like the... The cacti one hundred and forty, maybe like a hundred. I know, I'd say a hundred. And the propagation station, the propagation. Maybe no, I'd say like a hundred. Oh, I think it's general. What's a propagation station? <laughs> Sorry, say that. Um, it's when you take like little clippings from the plants and you put them in water, so then they grow roots. And you plant them. So I have a station for propagation with a sign. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah. I know what you mean. My my brother and his uh, my brother and his wife. Shout out to Yanni and Hannah. They're actually done. Yeah. Anyways, they're they're great. They have plants fucking everywhere. Their places about this like it's not like my place here. It's one, but it's plants everywhere, and they, oh. they have the, they propagate them on the windowsill. You could have so many plants in here. I know. I I buy one at a time. I actually just bought. My, you need some hanging plants. You just had one that died yeah. yesterday. That was a bad one. The best advice I can give for plants is um, underwater them instead of overwatering them. Yes. That are, yeah. Overwatering make, will kill it a lot faster. Make it consistent. Have, yeah. Set, a, set a, like a day a week that you water your plants. And even if you underwater them, they need to know, like, they'll, what will a lot of the times kill them if it's a total irregularity with their watering. Oh. Um, if you can give them, like, a consistent watering, but... Underwater, yeah. yeah, that'll usually help keep them alive. Okay, it's not, it's not. There are very temperamental plants like fig tree. Or, yeah, just don't um, ever figs. get. Don't a get a fiddle fig. fig. Don't get a fiddle fig. Yours? Yeah, I have. I, we actually, I do have a, a few fig trees. We have a place like uh, my family home in Greece, and like they're outside in the wild. They're fantastic. Right. Yeah, but I'm yeah, it's not with, with fiddle figs. It can be too dry, too moist, not enough sun, too much sun. Yeah, not too hot, humidity. too cold, too much humidity. It's too, just, too little it's humidity. It's a temperamental it's pain in the ass. Little shit. So do yeah, guys, we, I was just ask, do you guys? So is it? People tell me this, they always bring the, like the ones like this is more tropical. Some of them, you they bring them into the shower, like turn the steam on, and like are not. No, we yeah. do. We're not that nice. Okay. No, we. 
Yeah. <laughs> We're nuts, but that the, uh, seems a bit much. They get, they get a water, they get a water once a week. I try to, uh, like spray, miss them. miss them. Like I'm bad. It should be every day. It's like every two, three days. But yeah, we have about 110 plants and we have like, we have like full on in, in our kitchen. There's one, I have about seven plants that I've had for almost like nine years. And one of them is like legitimately a tree. It's probably about if the, if the planter was like your sink, it probably branches out to about two thirds of your kitchen. And it's in the corner of our kitchen where we shoot. Like it's, it's massive. Wow. Yeah. I was going to say, I've got two plants in my office that I've had for about three years now. And I'm very, like, I'm a great plant dad to these things. <laughs> One's a little money tree. I've repotted them. Oh, twice. money trees are great. Yeah. Money trees are the, the best because yeah. they're hard to kill. They are. Like, yeah. I don't water my, there's like, I'll go a week without watering. They're great little troopers. You killed one and then planted it in our garden and then it came Oh, out. yeah. No, no, no. My money money tree completely died. I mean, it was a decrepit. No, no. I took it and I was like, in our backyard, I was like, let, yeah. let me see what happens. And so I took it out of the pot, the planter, and like, the roots dead, are dead. Nothing. Nothing. And planted it in our soil, like next to our raspberries, under a tree, being like, let's just see what happens over the summer. <laughs> Exploded in the last two months. Can I just back point out Planted it in the soil next to our raspberries is not a common thing to hear from people that live in Toronto. <laughs> no, we're very well. We're blessed with a backyard. Yeah, very you, guys, you guys must have a vibe at home. It's, oh, oh, it's my God. a vibe. You should see. <laughs> I want. I gotta show you Listen, before I'm, we leave. I always make the joke that um, it's the house that ADHD built because we're both diagnosed ADHD and um, we're both artists. So it's like. I have my it's history like room. It's like an artist threw up in our house. Yeah. Okay. I have. Every so I collect- room is a different theme. Yes. Hey, so heck she, yeah, I love it. She's like 70s is the front room. Then we have, well, we call it the Grand Salon, which is on the second floor. And it's like my gentleman's room. And so I collect um, memory, uh, like, uh, sorry, I collect historical um, military memorabilia. And so. Like purple hearts and shit. Yeah, so I have my I have my great grandfather's medal who fought at the Battle of Verdun um, and his dog tags, and he has a crazy story. Um, I have a big British flag from a um, the Royal Ensign from a British warship in the 1930s. I have my grandfather's medal, um, uh, who was or no, sorry, I have my grandfather's dog tag from the uh, Nazi POW camp that they give the prisoners to like be able to register when they die and stuff. Um, I have cigarette pack inserts from the third Reich that are like these, um, uh, propaganda cards that are wild. I have a piece of, um, you know, uh, Lord, uh, Admiral Nelson, famous, famous British. So, um, um, Trafalgar square in London is named after the big, um, the, the final, yeah, the battle of Trafalgar, which was the last massive battle between the old wooden, uh, tall battleships. And so I have a piece of his ship, uh, the HMS victory, um, I have this. See, I was right. There, your house sh- is a and vibe. Then, and then in that room is a sprinkling of pink stuff. Yeah, that's it. You had, no, to, put your, you had to put your touch on it. I love it. We have a um, like a Vogue poster. I got a. <laughs> but it's just a, it's so a vintage. It's a vintage Vogue there. poster, yeah. though. In our defense, um, just keep. I'm just gonna. Sh- I gotta find yeah. the video of our fancy room to show you. So it's and the Grand Slam, aka fancy room. I'll describe room. our bedroom. It's like a tree house. So um, it's what was once the attic and it's completely open air, kind of like this. Um, and we have just these rafters. So we have hanging plants that hang down, dangle down into the bed. Um, and then like those like little fairy lights along the top. And then it's just 
huge tree plant huge yeah, it's tree just a, um and it's like a little it's a tree house it's a massive atrium yeah. you guys literally tomorrow i'm gonna go to the plant store and buy more plants because now i'm just picturing this and i'm like yeah i got so much potential in here now i'm gonna go buy a big tree for here like something out there oh man i'm fired up now they are if honestly, you can't buy if you so don't sweaty, have a, Rick. if you don't have a lot of money that's disgusting dude <laughs> Okay, well, let's put this back on here. Like, what is wrong with you, dude? The great thing about I'm plants, I'm nervous. <laughs> it's gross. Is that if you don't have a lot of money to decorate your place, yeah. just do it with plants. It's a, yeah. it's a cheaper way to decorate. Propagate sure. the shit out of them. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, Propagation I gotta get station. better at watering these things. I actually have an app to tell me when to water them. I actually think no, no, no. I don't. Really? They're good now, but the little pomegranate tree is coming back. I, I was gone for like a week and a half. Oh, that's it, a that's. It's a little baby pomegranate tree. Right. I think. I think he, that's what it's called. He's doing. He's doing good. I got uh, that one is needy as heck. Uh, the philo uh, on the left, whatever it's called, the phyto something. That thing, if you don't water it every seven days on the dot, it wilts. Yeah. That too there, yeah, there's some. There's we it's have like, a couple like, like children like, here super that take care of. They don't. Even, they can't even like tell me stories or anything. <laughs> Just gotta like. Just sit here and stare at them. Hope they don't die. God damn it! I'm, you know, oh, what? I'll man. wait till the uh, okay done here and then show you. It's it's the greatest goddamn room. <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not joking. Like picture like this vibe, but it's it it's like you walked into like the British Bombay Company like secretary's office from like 1830. It kind of feels like yeah. if you were to open the door, cigar smoke should billow out. Yes, That's it doesn't, so but it yes. should. Yeah, yes. That's honestly my vibe. Like. I love it. Fucking love it. Yeah. It fires me up. This whole thing is my vibe. Like, I, I, like, I, man, I just want to. This is honestly a vibe. This is like, this is it. Well, yeah, I'm just going to say, cause, no, no, stay, stay, stay. This is uh, usually the part where we start to wrap up. Yeah. Um, kind of, yeah. But yeah, this, again, this <laughs> I mean, is a part of. We, we typically go, like, I, like, that's the thing is like, you know, our episodes are kind of around 60 ish minutes. Sometimes they push a little yeah. longer. Mm-hmm. But this one, we're talking so much, I was like, I just want to like, ask more questions. Yeah. Like, Fuck. Well, let's, let's start the route. This is the point where we, we got to do this again at some point. Bring more art, like honestly, yeah, absolutely. We, dude, absolutely. Because I feel like you have a lot more stories too that we haven't heard yet. Well, Likewise, and so is she. Likewise, yeah. she is. Okay, we'll get, next time we do it's like a, we'll do a joint. We'll just tell stories and talk about art and oh, plants. Yeah. That's fun. Uh-huh. We will bring in plants. We will bring plants as well, and we'll do like a show. Plant, we'll do plants. Art. We'll yeah. do it at your guys' place. <laughs> oh, that's not a bad idea, yo. They we ab- can, absolutely can. Yeah, we can we can set this up anywhere. Whip you up some like good vegan because she's a like vegan chef. Okay. Love what's this. your go-to what's your go-to vegan dish? See, I'm just a burgers girl. I okay. just love burgers. Um but if I'm cooking for someone else, definitely a vegan lasagna that I have perfected. Okay. No. Yeah. Um, and I it's will, bechamel lasagna. It's not that like get mozzarella and just put that in. It's oh, so it's like, got like, it's like cre- it, oh, like has oh, a creamy taste creamy. from my yeah. from Ooh. my French restaurateur, very aggressive meat-eating father. Uh, who we fed the lasagna to the second night uh, that um, my Candace met him. Um, he's like, if, and I quote, if well, you- second night. Second night. He's like, if you put this in front of me and didn't tell me it was vegan, I would not know. Wow. That's, she that's is, high praise. It is. From a restaurant. restaurant that's yeah. that's yeah. big. Jinx. Yeah. That's high praise. Yeah. That's, a, that's a feather in the- That was a nice compliment. I will For sure. Say. Yeah. I was very nervous. Okay. Eh, terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Nay. Because yeah. if he didn't like it, he would tell me he's a he's a very no, my, yeah. blunt human yeah. being. So he does not I was hold back. bracing myself for like the I hate this crap, don't ever feed me again. <laughs> Which he did about the vegan cheese. Yes. It's like yeah. this, this is nut cheese. Oh no. and so this is French, yeah, like, that's yeah. very yeah. Yeah. No, you're yeah. going after the national identity at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fair, fair. Yeah. Um, Guys, yeah, this is this has been a blast. Yeah. Um 
Thank you. We're gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna. Cool. See, here's the thing too. Like, I really, I don't. Between these two, I'm like one of these. I gotta, I gotta f- buy one of these. But then I also feel like I've seen, I've looked at your Instagram too, and I was like, now I don't know because there's so many. So I gotta have to like really take some time and. Yeah, well, look, we, I do look at these because I do have one wall that I, I literally have only one wall left, and it's my washroom. And it's been blank for so long, and I'm like, I need something here. Most of my work is commissioned. Yeah. Like really, like I'll do. Uh, yeah, I, just by the nature of how much this has snowballed, I haven't really had a lot of time up until this week to create like an, an inventory of art. Yeah. I've had maybe, I think, I had five pieces that I haven't sold. Um, just But because I just have commission after commission, so I just don't have time to make crap that I can actually sell, sell outside of commission. So yeah. if anybody ever wants a commission, let me know. Well, we're going to jump to the, the plug soon, but um, we've got two questions. Multiple plugs. Yeah, yeah. We've, yeah. Got, uh, we've got two questions that we always ask all of our guests, and I'm so excited to hear your guys' answers. Candice, we're going to ask you as well. Um, if there was a movie about your life, your lives, sorry, who would you want to star as you? So either Anybody, or any era, yeah. any, doesn't have to be male, for you, it could be anything. Get creative. Oh, give <laughs> me someone I don't even know for sure. Like some, I know, I know exactly who you're going to say. Oh, who, who tell you? You no, no, tell me. First. I'm not. No, I'm not going to say it. I make God, it. I made no. Have... Actually, you know what? No, there's two people that okay, you're going to say. Okay. Um. Oh my God, I'm blanking on her name. Um. She was murdered. Um. What? Was she? <laughs> yeah. Uh. I can't even think of her name. The Black Dahlia. Just, Pick someone else. I don't know what her name is actually, but you know, Clueless, the girl that plays Amber. It's the red wait. hair. Okay, <laughs> let's pick her. Clueless. Okay. Wait, wait, Clueless. She was murdered. No, not her. We're in a different. Got it. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. I changed too. my answer. Okay, I was like, yeah, she, I think okay. she's alive. <sighs> That's really tough. It's, That's oddly tough. It's really hard. With um, I would. <laughs> oh God. This is, I'm not, I'm not going to have a oh, good answer I here. Know. I can see. Um, no. No. Hold on. I need to, can I percolate on this for a second? Sure. Yeah. What's, what's the second question for her? <laughs> okay. Is my questions are going to jump ahead. Okay. If you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? Don't care so much. Like other people's opinions really don't matter. I tried for most of my teens and early 20s to be what I thought everyone else wanted and didn't really get anywhere. And then I just was myself. And now I have a YouTube channel and a business. Yeah. That's amazing advice because that's, yeah, can definitely, definitely relate to that. Yeah. You can't get a block with the noise. Do what makes you happy. Yeah. Don't worry about other people's opinions. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, too, like one thing a lot of people don't realize, I guess, is that when you're trying to be someone people want you to be, you have to maintain this facade that's very hard. And it, it's at a certain point, you'll crack and it'll seem inauthentic. So when you're yourself, you don't want people who, if they don't like you, sick. You shouldn't hang out with people who don't like you. And the ones who do will gravitate more to you. And exactly. Be more, if you yeah. don't like me, get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> that's great advice. I love that advice. We got it. We got to come back here. Okay. I finally hit us. Rowan Atkinson. Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean, oh, yeah, Mr. God. Bean. You know, you know that that is sorry. I know this sounds bizarre, <laughs> but if you lived in our household, you would realize this is very applicable. Yes, it would. I have watched, so I grew up watching Same. those. My grandfather used to have them. He didn't speak much English, yeah. but he lived by Mr. Bean. <laughs> Mr. Bean transcended that cassette, language. That that, ye- that yellow cassette he where he does. Oh man, I watched all of them. He's all amazing. of them. Yeah. 
when he it's drives like, in London around the circle, trying to like brush his teeth and like he's using the window. Oh yeah, little, little the Christmas thing. special. Oh yeah, the Christmas a turkey on his head. Absolutely. But can I add like a footnote to that? It yeah. would be like Rowan Atkinson in like Tom Hardy's body. Oh wow! Thank oh. you. Oh wow! I, I was gonna say Matthew McConaughey. I was sort of going into that yeah. group's realm. I feel like a that. Bit. Yeah, it would be a. Ryan. Ryan Reynolds? Oh, go, oh Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Oh, God, oh, he's, he's a, sick. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> what am I talking yeah, about? Right, yeah, Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. Ryan? No, honestly, yeah. Call me. <laughs> you Dude, can chair closets. Oh, God. <laughs> he's just such a babe and just dresses so damn well. Yeah. Every you time know movie I watch a movie yeah, with him in it. <sighs> Crazy stupid, stupid love. Yeah. Honestly, one of that's my, his favorite, favorite movie. movie. Outstanding favorite movie. movie. That's he why I did this. Okay, like, listen, this is one of the reasons why when I was doing this place, oh, I was like, would God. Ryan Gosling live in a house like this? <laughs> that's what I'm putting up. We watch that movie and the swooning that happens, like, I'm like, do you want some alone time? Dude, he's, he's so cool in that He's movie. so mysterious and charming. Yeah. Hey, what about when he walks and like, oh, you're that guy? Walks over, takes off his ring, punches him? Yeah. Oh, oh my oh, God. David Lindhagen? David, David Lindhagen. <laughs> Takes his watch off and just smokes Come on. It's night in shining armor. I mean, uh, how? See, I knew this was a vibe, man. Come on. Yeah. Doing this again. <laughs> okay, quickly, but before we do wrap up. That is great. If people want to find out more about you and you individually yep. or together, where can they go? Here's your chance to plug everything. Uh, you can check me out on Instagram. My art Instagram is your turn, don't fall. All one word, same on uh, Facebook. Website's coming soon, www.yourturndontfall.com. Uh, Don't go there yet. It's going up next week. <laughs> um, and then my personal is my last name, Chaffo. Um, try to guess how to spell that. <laughs> <laughs> how did you say it? Is it Chapeau or Chaffo? Chaffo. That's what I was going to say. Because the, everyone misses the second H oh, there's after another H. the P. Did you spell it properly? Guaranteed you didn't. Everybody misses the second yeah, H. It, oh, no, because Shep, oh, yeah, because... Not the like, hat. Like, ho if it was an X, like... <laughs> but there's a, you know what I mean? You yeah, know, that, listen, yeah. everybody, like full. One, yeah. nearly 100% of people in my life since I was Shep a kid full. have missed that H. The second H, just nobody sees it, period. Don't worry wow, about it. It's okay. No, no, and no. everyone calls me Chapeau. I just wrote it. I, I'm really good at... I, not too much. I'm pretty good at spelling. I actually won the grade three spelling. be no big deal. <laughs> But I actually never, I can spell, I, I get names right, I spelled it wrong. I'm not even going to lie. No, no honestly. H. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm ashamed of myself. Anyways. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good flex. Yeah, it is Spelling's good. Spelling's important. It is. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. And where can they find you if they want to? Uh, my business is Edgy Veg, just at Edgy Veg on Instagram, uh, youtube.com slash Edgy Veg, and theedgyveg.com. And then my personal Instagram is just my name, Candace underscore Hutchings. Beautiful. Guys, it's been a pleasure. It's been a been lot of fun. Honestly, really fun. Yeah. Really fun. <laughs> um, you know, as things, I mean, you just kind of started this too. So this is really cool that we're yeah. kind of, you know, seeing stuff at the beginning. I mean, it's been a few months, obviously, but that's pretty, I guess, early on for an artist's career. So, yeah. you know, yeah. as things evolve, you know, if there's anything we can help share things, get things out, let us know. We're happy to. Cool. Thanks man. for including yeah. me. Yeah. I appreciate of it. Course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, if you made it this far, don't forget to subscribe. Hit us with a comment, like, follow them. You know all the fun stuff. And, and if you like these paintings, hit the DMs. They might be that gone one. by the yeah. time. Who Honestly, knows? they might be. Possibly. They might, might be, be seen hanging up in the back of the studio at some point. We'll make you something real nice. <laughs> That's it. That's all it. Right, guys. All right, signing off, pals. Cheers. Peace. Bye. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes and every high. I got alone no one thing. 
Nah